Hello, listeners. Thank you for joining the Cougs in Sports podcast. My name is Ryan Pettit, and my guest today is someone that I met last year at the Sport Management Career Fair in Everett, Washington. He is a former D1 football player that played in the Paul Wolf era and is a Washington State University sport management graduate. I would like to welcome Andre Lintz. Andre, thank you for joining me today and taking the time to chat. Ryan, what's up, man? Um, thanks for having me. Um, super excited to be part of this and uh, excited to talk with you. Uh, thank you. So although I already gave a brief insight to who you are in the introduction, would you like to explain a little bit more in depth about your time at WSU and the journey of your career? Yeah, sure. I'd love to. Um, so yeah, I was at WSU. Um, I did six years, man, six years in Pullman, long time. <laughs> um, I was there 2008 to 2014. Um, I got my bachelor's degree in sport management. Um, in 2012, and then I stuck around for a couple more years um, and get my master's in um, in education, I guess, master's in education, but specializing in sport management. Um, so from the school of sport management. So really familiar with, with the faculty there. Um, I think um, Dr. Crawford's still there, Dr. Leachin, um, still kind of keep in touch with a couple of them. So um, some some great people. Um, but yeah, I went, um, went over to Pullman, it was a football scholarship. Um, under Paul Wolf. So that was Paul Wolf's um, first recruiting class. Um, and then I redshirted my first year. So I redshirted that, that 2008 season. Um, and that was pretty cool because that afforded me um, a fifth year on the end of my career. So I graduated, uh, graduated four years and was able during my fifth year to start my, my master's degree, my grad school course, um, which I had planned, you know, I plan on getting my master's degree, um, you know, at some point. Um, but it just kind of worked out perfectly where I could jump right into it, um, in, in my coursework right away and still, you know, still play football and still kind of have, um, that full football scholarship side of it. So, um, that was the fall of 2012 and then spring of 2013 was my first year of grad school. Um, and then my final year in Pullman, my sixth year, um, I was able to GA in the student athlete development department. Um, which kind of specializes in, it's a part of the athletic department, which specializes in helping um, graduating student athletes kind of take that next step into, into their careers. Um, as a lot of former athletes know, um, there's, there comes one day when, when it's just like, hey, like you can't, you can't play anymore. You know, whether it's football, whether it's track and field, baseball, basketball, anything. Um, you know, there comes one day when, when the game says, hey, man, you're done. So you got to do something else. So um, you know, and it's tough for a lot of people that are, you know, 22 years old, um, that have been wanting to play, you know, D1 sports their whole lives and then, you know, get to the professional level, but at some point that, that, that day. And so it was cool for me to kind of help with that department as I was making that transition transition to, um, and, uh, graduated in, in 2014. And, um, uh, I still come back. My little brother, he's a senior at WC right now. He's a sport management major. Um, <clears throat> so I, I still go back pretty often just for football games and visit him and everything. So, um, still, still kind of remain tight with the Pullman community and, and, and the Cougs and all that stuff. And like I said, still keep in touch with, um, with, with the professors there in the sport management program. And then students like, you know, Ryan, um, you know, we met at the, at the career fair in, in Everett that Dr. Crawford set up, um, I think it was last year or sometime. Um, and just events like that, you know, any, any opportunities like, like this, any opportunities I, I, I have to give back to the school, 
um, and the program that did so much for me, uh, you know, I jump right on it. So, um, so yeah, really excited for, for this new venture that you guys are starting and, and see where, see where it goes. Yeah, that's great. Uh, so then when you were talking just about you helping athletes kind of in that your transition, you know, from grad school and then you, you went pro, you tried out for the Seahawks. And then after that, you worked for the PAC 12 and then Seafair and then 710 ESPN is where you're currently at. Uh, how did you deal with the uncertainty of your career in that stage of grad school, uh, going, trying out for the Seahawks and then PAC 12, uh, because something that has been troubling myself and a lot of others graduating and a lot of people that have already graduated is the uncertainty of the future of athletics and our careers. So how did you deal with that kind of uncertainty? Yeah, that's a great question. And, and one thing, one thing that I just want to want to share with you guys is, <clears throat> is you're definitely not alone. I mean, you know, kind of that it, it's, it's such a, it's such a crazy time to be kind of, you know, like I mentioned before, as you're graduating, you know, you're kind of 22, um, and you, you know, your senior year is such a great year in college. Um, and you got all these big goals and, and it's huge, you know, it's a huge, huge accomplishment to graduate college, um, and to get a bachelor's degree or to get a master's degree or, you know, kind of finish, finish your course with, I mean, that's such a huge accomplishment and you're kind of riding this high, um, and you're kind of leaving Pullman, everybody's happy for you, you, you know, graduation pictures and graduation parties and, and all this stuff. And, and it's like, man, like, I'm ready, kind of ready to attack this world and, and, and ready to do great things and, and all that stuff. And, um, and, and then you go out in the real world and it's, it just kind of smacks you in the face because it's like, I mean, it's hard to get a job. It's hard to start your career. It's hard to get, um, a job that, that you think, you know, that kind of carries your value because, you know, you come out of, I mean, I was, I was, I was just like anybody else graduating college. I was like, Hey, like I'm going to graduate college and I'm going to get a job right away. And it's going to be salary job and it's going to be making, you know, <clears throat> 50, 60, $70,000 a year. Like, man, like I made it, you know, and, um, and it's not like that, you know, it's, it's tough. It's, it's really tough to get a job, especially in sports. I mean, those sports jobs are number one, they're, they're few and far between. Right. So like, you know, not everybody, you know, there's not a, a college campus in, in every single town or every single city. There's not a pro team in every single town or every city. So, um, those jobs are so far, you know, few and far between. And number two, just the competition for those jobs is, is so extreme because everybody wants to work in sports. You know, everybody wants to have that Seahawks logo or that Mariners logo, or, you know, that Cougar logo, you know, on their shirt. And there's such a high competition that, you know, not only does, does that, you know, kind of, kind of bottleneck and not allow people to get it, but it also drives down salaries because there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of companies that, you know, you work in sports right away. And, hey, you got to work 60 hours a week right off the bat and you got to make, you know, minimum wage. So it's, it's a tough, you know, it's a tough kind of juxtaposition because you graduate college, you think you're going to be on top of the world, but then like you hit, you know, you hit the job market and you're like, oh man, like this is a real competition, real doggy dog. So that uncertainty, I mean, definitely don't, don't get discouraged by it. Um, for me, it was, you know, it was, it was definitely, you know, a lot of uncertainty. Um, and for me, I mean, you know, I kind of took the advice of, of, of Dr. Crawford is, is just kind of like, Hey, I tried, you know, I tried, took internships. I tried to do a lot of different stuff and, and just kind of, um, get my feet wet with a lot of different things and see, Hey, do I really like it? Um, one thing that, you know, she mentioned 
right of way is if you want to work in sports professionally, you got to be able to move around a lot. You got to be able to move around the country a ton, you know, just because like I said, there's, there's not a job, you know, in every single town as an athletic director or, you know, whatever you want to do. So I took, um, after my playing career was done, I had internships. Um, I had a couple senior open golf championship operations internships in Oklahoma and Nebraska. Um, like you mentioned, I worked for the Pac-12 networks in San Francisco. Um, I was an intern for the CrossFit games in Los Angeles. Um, you know, kind of all around the map and, and I'll be honest, like those jobs, I was making, you know, like minimum wage, maybe at the very most 12, $15 an hour. Like, you know, I wasn't doing it for the money, but it was, I was doing it for the experience and I was doing it because like, Hey, like, you know, I want to go there and I want to see, do I really like it? Do I, do I like what I'm doing here? Do I enjoy what I'm doing here? Um, and I did, I really enjoyed what I was doing, but at the end of the day, it was like, Hey, I just miss the one thing I miss is I miss being around my family, um, being close to my family and miss being close to my friends, um, that I grew up with. And, and I grew up just in about an hour and a half north of Seattle. So I was like, I got to find a way to get back to Washington. I got to find a way to get back to Seattle. So, but within that, I mean, I would have never known that if I hadn't tried it out, you know, I really enjoyed what I was doing, but it was like, Hey, like, you know, I just don't think that living across the country and traveling, you know, kind of, you know, these different positions is, is, is for me. Um, but I would have never known that if I hadn't tried it out. So obviously there was a lot of uncertainty there, but it was also kind of fun because it was like, Hey, like I'm young and I get to travel and I get to go meet new people. And, um, you know, I was interned with a lot of different people that were in the same, my position, you know, new graduates, um, some were still even in school, some were still trying to figure out what we were doing. So, um, the coolest part with that is, is, you know, we still keep in touch a lot of them and, and a lot of them ended up working in sports and a lot of them didn't work, end up working in sports, but. I guarantee you they're all happy for that experience and, and at least trying it out and at least, you know, taking the risk and seeing, Hey, um, you know, do I really like this? Is it something that's for me? Um, if it is, yeah, great. Let's do it. I got a leg up. I got a head start. Um, and if not, you know, at least you tried it and at least you can kind of go back and, and figure out, you know, kind of what, what you do like. Um, but, you know, dealing with that uncertainty, I mean, you just, you got to realize, I mean, you got to realize it's there and it's going to happen. Um, and especially now more than ever, you know, with, with COVID and, and all this stuff, I mean, you know, now more than ever, but you know, there's still opportunity to I mean, put yourself out there, um, and, and really, you know, try it out and, and see if it's something that you like and something that you want to do. Yeah. The, the, you know, uncertainty and then the anxiousness and the anxiety that can come with that, you know, the, the, am I going to get a job in sport is, mm -hmm. you know, was this worth it? It it comes a lot, you know, especially right now of, you know, thinking ahead, applying to 50 to hundred jobs in a, you know, four or five, six months span, and then not getting a single response or getting maybe a couple interviews. It's, it's difficult. And it's definitely weighs down on you, on your morale as well. And for you as in a position that you're in, where you've been with, you know, 710 ESPN for quite a few years now, yep. does does that uncertainty and that anxiety of your job and like the future of sports, does that still weigh on you or is it kind of gone away? I mean, hundred percent, hundred percent, it weighs on you. I think, you know, I think the only, the only constant is change. Right. And, and it's, and it's crazy because even in our, our industry, things change all the time and, it, and it's nuts because, you know, it's, that's just kind of the way life is. Um, like for instance, you know, like 
um, a couple months ago, you know, we went through a brand new, you know, on our, on our sports here, sports radio station here, 710 ESPN in Seattle, we went through a brand new lineup change, you know, so, um, you know, we kind of shuffled some hosts around, some hosts ended up not being on the air anymore, um, and shows got completely moved around. So it's, it's kind of one of those things where, you know, change is just going to follow you everywhere you go. And you, and it's, you just kind of have to adapt it and how you deal with it. And you have to just kind of meet it head on because if you don't, you know, if you don't change, if you don't adapt, um, then, you know, bad things are going to happen to you. Right. Um, so, you know, the kind of uncertainty and I can speak to that, you know, going back to, like you said, applying to different jobs. I mean, shoot, before I got this job, um, before I was, I, had this job I was working for Seafair that was my first job and that was in Seattle so that was after I moved back home after those internships um, but when I decided to move home I was I literally I lived with my parents for six months and I just applied for places you know I tried to apply for you know three to five jobs every single day um, and like you said I mean you just felt like you were just sending your resume and your cover letter into a dark abyss and you would never even hear back they wouldn't even acknowledge you they wouldn't even say that hey we even received this so that was definitely, you know, frustrating that weight on you, but, um, it, that's just, that's just kind of just the way it is, you know, it's just, it's just, it's just a fact of life. So, um, you know, kind of that perseverance, that, that's what that taught me more than anything is that perseverance and, and stick to it. And Hey, like, you know, saying, Hey, this is actually what I want to do, looking for opportunities and, and looking for networking too. Um, so yeah, just dealing with, dealing with that change and dealing with that constant. I mean, it's, it's always going to be there. Um, you know, with, with our industry specifically, I mean, even just like with anybody else, um, you know, last year with, with COVID and still going through it now, I mean, that literally, you know, the world got flipped upside down and, you know, we had these huge goals for our company and, and for myself personally last year that, you know, like around, it was around this time because January and February were going really well. And then March, you know, kind of everything hit and, you know, sports like, as a sports radio station that didn't have any live sports to cover for six months. I mean, you can imagine what that did to our ratings, um, you know, and, and, and me selling advertisements. I mean, we got hit with a double whammy because not only um, did we have not, you know, not a lot of sports to talk about, but also our advertisers were also getting hit too, because um, just because their businesses were being closed. So it's like, Hey, how do we do the right thing? um with our advertisers and how do we take care of them and how do you know we kind of um manage the situation that we're in right now that's you know you know like everybody said it's been unprecedented so um you know i mean you know even kind of now more than ever it's 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 you know kind of that change and dealing with it and, and you know just rolling with it and, and kind of that adversity and attack and head on yeah and with the, you know, the sports landscape changing so much as it already has, um, you know, hopefully when it go when everything goes back to some sort of normalcy, how do you think it will change for good? The sports landscape, uh, just, you know, after everything's changing up, you know, there's no fans in the stands for pretty much any, any sporting event, maybe limited in some areas of the country, but just the entire industry, especially like your positions or other positions, how will they change? And who will benefit from that and who will not benefit from it? Yeah, I think that's a great question. Um, I think, honestly, I think media, you know, kind of the media properties, it's, that's yeah, going to be on the cutting edge. Obviously, you know, as you've seen over the last six months, you know, since August, um, when the return of MLB and the return of NBA, those are the first two major sport leagues and at least in the United States to come back. 
Um, and then right after the NFL, I mean, you know, there's no fans. So there's, you know, 60, 70, 80,000 people that can't attend the games. Um, so for radio, it's been good for radio just because, you know, they either have to listen to the, to the games on radio or they have to watch the games on TV. So um, I think, you know, as people transition to, you know, hopefully you know, vaccine rolls out and as people um, kind of get back into going stadiums, you know, limited capacity, and then, you know, hopefully to some capacity of what it was, um, you know, there's still going to be people that are, that are, you know, hesitant or, you know, that don't want to attend games in person. You know, I watch highlights or I watch movies of, you know, stuff before COVID. It's just like big crowds and all this stuff. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, that's so nuts. That's, that's just crazy just to think about. Like, that was just a year ago. And like, when will we get back to that point? Um, and will we even ever get back to that point? There's a lot of unknowns. Um, but I think kind of the media companies and, you know, kind of their versatility of, you know, getting their messaging and getting their games and their broadcasts and their content delivered on so many different platforms and so many different people. Um, that's such a high point right now, obviously, with a lot of, you know, people cutting the cord, cutting cable and satellite and all that stuff and, and going, you know, over the top and, um, and, and streaming and, and all that stuff. And they're accessing their content in completely different ways. So the media companies that are willing to adapt um, and reach new users and reach them in new and creative, and unique ways are going to be the ones that benefit. Um, and, and the ones that suffer, the constituents that suffer are going to be the ones that, that fail to adapt. Um, so it's, you know, changing landscape. I think even, even before COVID, you saw, you know, a lot of streaming, you know, Amazon was picking up um, different, you know, Thursday night football games. Um, I mean, you saw a game on Nickelodeon, um, a playoff game on Nickelodeon last month. Um, and they're, you know, and that's, that was genius because they're, you know, they're accessing new fans and, and building a new fan base. So, um, you know, I, I kind of watched a little bit of broadcast. I don't know if you did, Ryan, but it was, it was kind of comical just because they were, you know, they're, they're, you know, um, the comparisons that they made, but it was also, it made a lot of sense too. So, um, you know, just kind of finding new ways to, uh, new ways to adapt. Um, and even, you know, for sport management grads is, is kind of think of those new ideas. A lot of, you know, a lot of companies are looking for people that are, you know, new thinkers and, and can think digitally and can access, you know, kind of that millennial crowd um, and Gen Z and, and finding ways to, to reach them and through, you know, whether it's social media or streaming platforms um, or all that stuff. I think, you know, right now, digital is definitely the cutting edge. It's the way to go. And, you know, companies are, are, are looking for people that are digitally minded and digitally focused that can think outside the box, that can think differently um, to reach, you know, younger and different and newer audiences. Yeah. That, that Nickelodeon game, it was the bears and <laughs> so it was bears and someone else, but saints. It was bears, yeah, it was bears bears saints. and, uh, just like the amount of effort, just graphic design and multimedia and just like that effort that went into that broadcast looked mm -hmm. so difficult. But it just mm -hmm. looked, I thought it looked interesting. Some people were making fun of it, but like the slime zone and stuff, every time mm -hmm. a touchdown was scored, uh, it would just like slime in the end zone. And then the broadcast itself was more about teaching people. Yes. And I just, even though I'm only, you know, four years into learning of the sport world and the sports industry, it's so obvious what they're doing of, you know, they're trying to gain that new audience. They're trying to teach kids and teach people that aren't as educated about football about it so they can you know they'll start to gain gain you know 
oh, well, I'm interested in sports now. I watched a, I'm eight years old and I had no idea about the NFL or I had no, no knowledge of it. Mm-hmm. And so I watched this game and I started to learn more. And then now once I'm, you know, a teenager, I'm going to start watching football on the bigger networks because I know what it's about. I don't have to ask questions the entire time. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Or it's like, Hey, yeah. Like that eight year old that watched, you know, maybe the bears are his new favorite team because you know, he, that was the first football game that he watched with, you know, his dad or mom or brother or cousin or whatever. Um, but you know, it's smart. I think, I think, you know, there's a couple of years ago is, I mean, still even prevalent now is, um, you know, the people were looking to access China um, and they made a big China initiative. The PAC 12 made a huge China initiative. Um, and that you're seeing, you know, kind of, um, I feel like the NBA has been, been, been doing a good job of being on the cutting edge and, and making it more of a global game and accessing different audiences globally. Um, but yeah, I mean, those are the two big things is, is, is kind of that younger audience, um, new users, and then also, you know, going global and accessing brand new markets um, outside of the U.S. Yeah. Uh, and then for, you know, aside from, you know, talking about uncertainty and, you know, details of sports and whatnot, what do you enjoy doing in your free time? You know, being working for the university for sports, it's, you know, I'm working and, you know, working for the teams, the women's basketball team, the football team, marketing, recreation. And then I go back and, you know, do my homework and then hang out with friends after. As a sports professional or industry professional, what do you do for fun? I mean, because you go to work and then you come home. Yeah. And do you still think about work? Do you do your home, like do your homework per se, or mm-hmm. do you kind of turn your brain off? It's a, it's a great question. And I think, you know, kind of to be that, that sport professional and to be any professional, I mean, you never, you can never really kind of turn your brain off. Um, but then, but, but I mean, kind of, you also have to, right. So like for me, like what I like to do, I mean, shoot, basically what I like to do is stuff that you really can't do anymore, you know, unfortunately. So like playing, you know, play pickup hoop with my friends, um, or going out to a movie or going out to a restaurant or, or, you know, hanging out with friends and getting together, um, you know, really can't do that, which has been difficult. Um, but you know, like golfing kind of picked up golf over the last year. Um, but just trying to stay active. I mean, honestly, just trying to stay active. And like I said, you know, with gyms being, being shut down, that's pretty tough, but, um, you know, just be kind of being around sports, any sports, um, whether it be, you know, football, basketball, soccer, um, golf, anything, honestly, is, is kind of what I do to, um, relax and unwind and all that stuff. Um, but, you know, also, you know, I'm in advertising, so. For me, like my eyes and ears are kind of always open. And anytime, you know, I'm watching a game, um, with, if it's a local game, you know, the Mariners on Root Sports, I'm looking, hey, you know, who's advertising during the broadcast? Um, who are, you know, prospects that I can call on? Who are, you know, who, you know, what are some kind of cool ways that they're doing um, their ads and commercials that I haven't thought of? You know, can I kind of pick and choose and pick and steal different ideas? Um, so I'm always, you know, I'm always looking, I'm always open and, you know, whether I'm driving around and I see, you know, billboards or advertisements or I'm listening to different radio stations or I'm watching TV, I'm always kind of just in tune, um, to, to kind of like the, the athletic side of it. So I think you'll find that in, you know, in any industry you get into, it's like, you always kind of pick up tiny different things. Like, for example, like, um, like I work in operations for that, for that golf championship. Right. So, you know, you watch a golf um, you know, you watch a golf match on TV, but then like, for me, I was just watching, okay, like how is, how are like the bleachers, um, built, like how is, how is there the crowd control being handled? How is the security being handled? 
you know, what is, what is kind of the back of house standpoint look like in terms of like, you know, the fencing and the mesh cover, like, does it, does it look like, you know, does it look professional? Does it look um, done? So, um, you know, any industry that you get into, I'm sure, you know, with you too, like you, you just kind of pick up on tiny little things and you're like, oh my gosh, like, you know, only the people in that industry can, can, can see it, um, which is, which is pretty funny. And it's kind of a, a cool part of the job. Yeah, no, exactly. Working, you know, for marketing and then women's basketball, you can just, when you watch a broadcast of a basketball game, you know, when there was actually fans in the stands and stuff, if you just, if you just kind of look in detail around the court, you can kind of see the positions, you know, for, you know, their marketing department or whoever's doing game presentation for them, you can kind of just pick them out because of what they're doing and what they're focusing on. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think that's been difficult a little bit to just, because I loved watching sports and I still do, but it's just different now. It's not a, you know, it's not a passion for, it's not necessarily, I didn't really lose the passion for the game. It's just difficult to enjoy the game as much. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, you know, there's pros and cons to that because, you know, I can, if I'm watching game with someone, I can just say, oh, that look at what's going on here. Like this person's this, this person's that. So it's, Mm -hmm. it's interesting, but it's also just a different viewing experience. Yeah. It's like, it's like the game within a game. Mm-hmm. And you kind of just feel, you kind of just feel like you're nerding out, but everybody does it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and then also, uh, kind of going along with you were talking about earlier, you know, professors that you talked to and that you still talk to. Uh, what is something that you learned in these sport management classes that you took that sticks with you today? Whether that's in your undergrad or your your master's degree that you got. Mm-hmm. That's a great question. I mean, I think a lot of different things, um, you know, just from kind of what I do right now with marketing, um, you know, a sport law, I, you know, I don't really do sport law. Um, that doesn't really apply that much to my job, but I mean, I just kind of apply it to like, you know, different things that I see. I, I remember um, Dr. Levin's his, I think my comprehensive exam question to pass my to pass grad school um, was kind of dealed on a similar situation um, with like the Mason Rudolph, Miles Garrett situation. I think it was, it was kind of a similar hypothetical example. Um, and it was like, look at this, you know, look at the situation from a sport law perspective. So when that actually happened in real life last year, I was like, oh my gosh, I was like, you know, I know exactly, I know exactly what could happen potentially. Um, I mean, it's a good question. I, I still, you know, I still remember the first time, you know, we went over sales and cold calling in Dr. Crawford's um, uh, class. And I was like, I hate this. I was like, I don't want to do this. I was like, this makes me uncomfortable. I don't want to read a script. I don't want to cold call. I don't want to get past the gatekeeper or anything like that. But, you know, to me, and that's just what, that's literally what I do now. And, um, you know, I think it just kind of stands out. It's just, they do a really good job, the sport management department of, of, you kind of get an experience in every single different aspect. Right. You kind of get a taste in every single aspect, like Dr. Leach. And I mean, we would talk a lot about, um, you know, social media, um, you know, Dr. Reed, we would talk about, you know, kind of same thing with, with marketing and all that stuff. So, um, you know, stuff stands out. I mean, it's, it's difficult to kind of point, pinpoint, you know, what exactly, but I mean, stuff just kind of stands out all the time just because it was such like an overarching, you know, education and then kind of covered basically everything that you would see um you know everything that you would see or kind of be prepared for um you know working in sports yeah yeah that's it's just i'm kind of seeing that of they teach you everything 
but you're the final piece to that kind of puzzle of they'll, they'll give you a little bit of everything, but it's your choice to whether you actually, you know, yep. want to advance your career and, you know, use what they tell you to be tools. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, what they tell you is not going to just instantly help you, but I think it's more of tools. Like, like you were saying with uh, Dr. Ree with marketing, it was difficult. Like I thought his class was yep. very difficult. I mean, yep. but it's, it was also very enjoyable you know once you get to the end after you're just like wow that was very hard or that or dr wong's management class all difficult classes but you realize how much you learn after you're done with the class when you're in it you don't really understand like why am i learning this i i kind of i know that or you know when they talk about you know different channels of marketing and different segments you're like i know what that means i I know that kind of background from other you know marketing 360 from the university or you know, management 301 from the university, but it takes it a step further, what I realized. And yeah. you don't really understand what they are until you are done with those classes. And I think you really find out what you did and didn't learn when you do your capstone and do the event management class with Levis. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Dr. Wong, I mean, yeah, we, I mean, he did, he did the event management class when I was in school, but that course 468, I think. Um, and then even, you know, his grad school class, that was one of the most difficult classes I took. Um, but it was just, it was basically just kind of developing a framework to look at, you know, to look at problems and, and kind of solve problems based on, you know, kind of the framework that you, that you look at it. So like you said, I mean, that's a great point. Like when I was doing it, I was like, so, you know, so far into the forest, I couldn't see the trees, but then like, as you, the further you get away from it, and then you kind of actually have some real world experience to it, you're just like, oh my gosh, now it totally makes sense. Um, and like, I'm glad I have that experience because now like, you know, I know exactly kind of what it was talking about. I know kind of the lessons, the lessons that I learned, you know, are, are happening right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like planting the seed for, you know, shade for the future. I mean, that's kind of mm-hmm. what it's doing where you don't really see it until you get into the industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is difficult to find out, you know, but it's, I think it pays off. It pays dividends in the future. For sure. Uh, and then kind of on that, what is something that, what is some advice you'd give to sport management graduates right now? And then, you know, ones that have recently graduated that are still struggling to find jobs and, you know, break into their career. Yeah. Number one piece of advice, man. Number one piece of advice. And, and, and Ryan, this is how you and I met is networking is network, 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 and, and use your connections and use the Cougar kind of network and connections and, and all that stuff. I mean, I mean, that's the thing is like, Ryan, you reached out to me and I was like, yes, for sure. Like I'll do it. I'll, I'll help any way that I can. I'll help you. Um, you know, I help, you know, kind of the program, anything. I mean, that's, that's kind of what this program was built on is, is, is the backbone is just networking and, and Cougs helping Cougs. And that's why, you know, going to Washington state is such a different and, and unique experience because, you know, you you'll have a network for, for the rest of your life, you know, professionally, personally, like anywhere. I mean, um, you know, it, it ha- I can't tell you how many times that I've reached out, you know, to a brand new client and I realized that they went to WSU um, and we just have a relationship right off the bat, you know, and it's, and it's something, yeah, we want to do business together. There's literally, uh, you know, an organization here on the West side, that is called Cougs First, and it's literally built on the premise of Cougar-owned businesses, you know, working with Cougar grads, you know, so it's literally, it's, you're going to do business with someone, it might as well, you know, it might as well be a Coug. So, I mean, network, 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 don't be afraid, um, you know, don't be afraid to reach out to anybody in the Cougar network. 
um, because I guarantee you, I mean, more often than not, it's, it, they're going to reach, they're going to, it's going to be met with, you know, reception. It's going to be helped with, Hey, I'll try to help you out as much as I can, or I'll help you. Hey, I can't help you, but you know, I know somebody who can let me introduce you to, to, to so-and-so. So that's kind of the number one, um, especially, you know, especially, you know, in Pullman, um, you know, kind of use that network right there. I mean, you have a division one Pac-12 school right there, you know, in the athletic department. I mean, you can have an informational interview, sit down, you know, send somebody an email. If you want to get into marketing, you know, send, send the marketing, you know, director an email and say, Hey, you know, my name's so-and-so, um, just want to pick your brain for a little bit. You know, can I, can I take 30 minutes of your time or can I take you out to lunch or can I buy you coffee or something like that? Um, and just network and talk, um, and when you come to those meetings, obviously be prepared, do your homework, um, you know, and in, in kind of uh, present yourself in a professional manner, um, because all that stuff is going to stick out and it's going to, it's going to, you know, help them. Um, you know, if you're looking to get a job there, then, then they'll kind of put in the back of their mind, okay, you know, this person is serious, you know, I'll kind of keep their resume and they can use their connections because they have connections all over the country, you know, all over the region, all over the state. Um, so it's just, I mean, the power of networking is just so so strong um so network as much as you can reach out to people on linkedin um even ask even ask kind of your professors say hey you know you know anybody that you know works for the seahawks or works for the mariners or something like that and i guarantee you you know we do just because that cougar you know sport management network is so strong so um you know definitely you know reach out to as many people as you can make those connections um and and also be like um you know, tell them, tell them, tell them what you're looking for. Tell them what you want to do. Tell them, um, Hey, you know, I want to work in operations. Or I want to work in marketing. Or I want to work in sales um, and, and ask real questions. And, you know, because don't give me a, don't give me a truthful answer. Hey, like, you know, do you recommend, you know, working in, in this? Oh no, actually I, I didn't like it, but you know, maybe I'll introduce you to somebody else who, who liked it. So um, really be kind of intentional with, with, um, with how you position yourself and what you want to do and kind of your goals and, um, and all that stuff. And, and also don't be afraid to, to try stuff, you know, kind of, this is your time. Like I said, I went, did those internships all over the country and I had a great time and I learned a lot of good stuff about me. Um, and it helped me grow a lot. And, and I don't think I'd be here where I am right now with, without those times. So, um, you know, definitely network and, 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 uh, and, and try things out. Yeah. And then last question for you, uh, pretty much you kind of answered it within that, but do you mm -hmm. think you've had, you personally have had a benefit or, you know, a leg up over others in your field because of graduating from WSU sport management? Oh, for sure. For sure. I think, you know, when, I mean, this is a long time ago. So 2008, um, when I was a freshman in college, I think WSU was one of the only schools on the West coast, definitely the Pacific Northwest that even had a sport management program. I know a couple of schools have added one. I think UW has a master's, maybe, I don't know if they have an undergrad, but, um, you know, just at that time, it was one of the only ones that, that had it. So, you know, um, we even got students from around the area or from around the region that like wanted to go to WC just for the sport management program. Um, and there was even actually, um, you know, with those budget cuts, there was even, you know, a movement, I mean, sport management um, department almost got cut. Um, and it took like, it's legit like student activism um, to get it back, um, off the chopping block. So, um, that was, that was pretty cool to see. And, and, and like, even just now, like looking back on it, I mean, those, those 
so cool to happen because like I definitely wouldn't have had a degree. Like you wouldn't have had a degree. Like that in, that impacted so many different lives. Um, you know, after the fact, we would continue to do so. Um, so yeah, I think I think it definitely had a leg up. Um, and and even like in Pullman, I mean, you're you're such an advantage. Like where you can work for the basketball team, you can work for the marketing department, you can get real Division One Pac-12 experience. I mean, right at your fingertips. Like that is like so like so rare to have um you know so kind of use you know use those resources and use those advantages um you know because you know if you don't it it, it passes you by you know somebody else is somebody else is going to use those advantages and, and don't wait i think that's kind of for me is i would you know in college if one, i could do one thing differently i would try to network from even you know even as a sophomore even as a junior you know like undergrad don't be afraid to you know, reach out to people, network and talk to them and, and, and say, hey, you know, like, I'm thinking about getting into this, like, what does that actually entail? Like, what is, you know, what does a marketing department actually do? You know, what does a sales department actually do? Because um, I guarantee you, you'll find some stuff out that you didn't even know. So, um, so that, that, yeah, it's kind of, yeah, but definitely, I mean, WC Sport Management definitely, um, definitely helped me get a leg up for sure. And it still does. It still continues to do so. Like I said, I still, you know, get in touch with, um, with, with, with Cougar, you know, um, Cougar grads, whether in, in department or not department, but I still keep in touch with a lot of people in the department and you can still kind of have that networking too. It's like, Oh, you know, if you know somebody that works at the university of Oklahoma, um, you know, you can kind of branch out and, and, and get a job there. So, um, well, perfect. Well, it looks like that's all the time we have today. Andre, thank you again for coming on the podcast today. And I had a great time speaking with you. And I hope those that are listening are able to gain some valuable information about the uncertainty of the world we live in and just kind of a, a sneak peek into the sport management department at WSU, you know, if people are interested in it. Uh, but again, thank you so much and appreciate you taking the time. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks for having me. Go Cougs. Yep. Yep. Go Cougs.